It's also pothole season. As Chicago's weather flip-flops between spring and winter, extreme weather is wreaking havoc on our roadways. So far this year, the Chicago Department of Transportation has gotten more than 12,000 complaints on its 311 hotline for street and alley potholes. Crews are out in full force with shovels and asphalt. So tell us, how are the roads where you are? Any particularly bad potholes that you've had to avoid? Call us at 866-915-WBEZ. Again, 866-915-WBEZ. And joining us now is John Greenfield, co-editor of Streets Blog Chicago. Hi, John. Welcome back. Hi. Thanks for having me. And Buzid Shuban, director of the National Center for Pavement Preservation at Michigan State University. Hi, Buzid. Great to have you on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So that we're all on the same page, Buzid, what are we talking about exactly when we say potholes? What are they? Well, in general, a pothole is a board-shaped depression in the road surface where the asphalt material is washed out or worn away. This depression can range in diameter from a few inches to a few feet with a depth up to several inches and, and tend to worsen over time. And potholes can certainly make roads and driving hazards. Absolutely. Well, tell us more about what exactly causes a pothole to form. Okay. Well, uh, <clears throat> potholes are especially prevalent during this uh, time of the year because of the impact of freezing conditions. Asphalt roads, as you may know, are constructed in layers using different road construction materials. The final surface layer is constructed using asphaltic materials. The roads are subjected to compounding impacts of cyclical environmental conditions and, and, and traffic loading. Therefore, over time, cracks will start forming. Water from rain or snow seeps through these cracks into the road structure. During the freezing period of, uh, of the winter times, the water that seeped into the road uh, structure freezes, causing the soil supporting the asphalt layer to expand mm-hmm. and, push, and push the layer up, creating a bump. As the temperatures get warmer, the soils return to normal level, but the asphalt layer oftentimes remains raised. This is a cyclic occurrence, and it creates a void between the asphalt layer and the ground below it. Mm-hmm. So when, when vehicles drive over this hollow bump, the asphalt uh, surface cracks and, and crushes or collapses into the hollow space, leading to the formation of a pothole. And this uh, process will continue over and over, increasing the size of the hole each time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is what I said earlier, potholes are for the most part prevalent during and after winter when the freezing conditions are present. Right. John, let's bring you in here. Given that, what have you noticed about potholes and road conditions in Chicago this year? Well, you know, potholes are a serious issue for people on buses, uh, delivery drivers, private motorists who really need to drive someplace who really don't have any other option, and people riding bicycles. So it's it's an issue that we should address. Um, However, I'd like to see the city of Chicago change the way that we look at the pothole issue. I mean, we spend a lot of city money on fixing potholes each year. Um, A lot of the discretionary aldermanic menu funds are dedicated to fixing potholes. Um, What if we took a more holistic approach to this issue? 
and think about the causes of why Chicago potholes are so bad. Mm -hmm. Now, we can't really do anything about our climate. You know, that's just the way things go. But what's really driving our terrible road condition in addition to that is just the fact that our city is way too car dependent. We've got way too many people driving places that they don't absolutely have to drive to. So we could really make our roads better for everybody if we were to get rid of unnecessary car trips by creating better conditions for walking, biking, and transit, carpooling, and using vehicles that are lighter. You know, people stop buying monster SUVs and pickup trucks. So, uh, you know, instead of using the Band-Aid solution of continuing to fix lots of potholes each year, why don't we rethink our transportation system and have one where, you know, the car isn't the uh, first option for getting someplace, but rather the last resort. Yeah. Interesting point there, uh, John. Uh, And a reminder that you can join the conversation, too. Call us at 866-915-WBEZ if you want to report where some pretty bad potholes are in in your neighborhood and and tell us where you're seeing them. On the line right now is Isaac in Uptown. Hey, Isaac. Welcome to Reset. Hey. How's it going? It's going well. How's your commute and how are those potholes? Over there. I mean, let me tell you, uh, I'd say going northbound on Lakeshore Drive over the Montrose overpass, those two right lanes are mm. awful. I mean, I'd say potholes the size of basketballs. Wow. Jeez, that, that big, huh? Yeah. I mean, the other day my hubcap went flying off. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, well, thank you for, I, I do hope someone from, from the city is listening to the program. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you called to report that. Thanks, Isaac, for, for sharing. Uh, my producer Stephanie says she knows exactly which one you're talking about. So apparently it's it's been quite the issue. Uh, I do want to be clear, we did try to get uh, the Chicago Department of Transportation on the program, but couldn't work it out due to scheduling. Uh, now, here in the city, potholes, not only have they become this annoyance, as we've talked about, but they've kind of become a cultural tradition, too. Uh, some enterprising residents have tried filling them with everything from, you know, beautiful tile mosaics to jardinera. Let's listen. Nothing to see here. Just a guy filled with potholes with jardinere. Come on now. Hey man, you want an Italian beef courtesy of the city with some pothole jardinere? I fill the pothole with jardinere and then I serve you an Italian beef with pothole jardinere. That was WGN host Pat Tomasulo on the late night comedy show Man of the People back in 2019. Uh, Buzid, all jokes aside, potholes can really cause serious damage to your car, right? Listen to Isaac talk oh, about his, his oh. hubcap. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. But I could also say that a pothole can be prevented, I mean, through maintenance and preservation strategies early on. So the time to prevent the potential of the potholes occurring is when the crack begins to fall on the road surface. So sealing this crack is the fundamental steps in preventing potholes. So this will keep water out of the road structure in the first place. So, so there are ways of preventing them. So, it, so it's not kind of a necessary evil, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if we have road maintenance and preventive measures that are extremely important and the most proactive ways to maintain the road in good condition. So, so it is essential for cities, for example, like Chicago and state and local transportation agencies yeah. to adopt and implement roadway preservation and maintenance program. It is also essential to gather and have timely knowledge and information on the condition 
and service capability of the roadways on a regular basis. So this would allow for a data-driven decision-making to determine preservation and maintenance need and identify the appropriate and cost-effective preservation and maintenance strategies to address those needs and keep the roadway infrastructure instead of good condition. This is similar if you have a car and, for example, the timing belt. You don't wait until it breaks before you do anything. That would be too costly. Right. But right. if you change it on a regular basis as, you know, as a maintenance precaution, then you'll have no problem with it. Yeah. Maintenance is, is key for sure. Um, Absolutely. John, we find these potholes throughout Chicago, but especially on uh, arterial streets and ones that get the heaviest truck traffic. Does that cause inequities in, in how different parts of the city are able to maintain their roadways? Sure. Yeah, I just wanted to address uh, the caller Isaac's comment about, about DuSable Lakeshore Drive. Um, he's totally right that potholes are an issue on, on the drive. Um, and prevention really is better than cure for this situation. So, you know, one way to address that is currently uh, the Chicago Department of Transportation and the Illinois Department of Transportation are doing a planning process for reconstruction, reconstructing North DuSable Lakeshore Drive. And one thing that has been considered is converting two of the eight lanes to transit-only lanes. Um, most likely they would be bus-only lanes, but they could possibly be light rail. And uh, those are two things we could do that would help minimize the pothole issue. I mean, certainly if, if it was rail, potholes wouldn't be a factor at all. Other people, like uh, from the advocacy group Better Streets Chicago, have called for actually reducing the footprint of the drive, you know, currently eight lanes, maybe shrinking it down to six or mm-hmm. fewer. Um, and that is something that would make the lakefront less car-centric, make it easier for people to access the lakefront trail and the beaches, and again, you know, if we were, if we were just make our city less car-centric, potholes would be less of a problem. But to address your question about, you know, inequities, uh, so pothole patching is largely done with those aldermanic menu funds. Mm-hmm. Each of the 50 wards gets $1.5 million a year. And uh, the wards are, are generally about 50,000 people. So that seems equitable. But in reality, um, the wards vary greatly in geographic size. So you've got a ward like the 48th Ward, Edgewater, um, on the north side. It's a tiny ward, mm-hmm. so it doesn't cost that much money to repave the streets there. But it's getting There's the same amount as a larger ward. Yeah, a larger ward like the 11th Ward on the far southeast side. I mean, it's massive. There's tons of truck traffic. That, that money spreads much thinner. Um, so a problem is, you know, if the, if the alderman has to spend that much money on pothole repair and fixing sidewalks and fixing lamps and stuff, streetlights, then there's just not much money left over for sustainable transportation projects like uh, bike lanes, bus lanes, um, sidewalk bump outs, pedestrian islands, things like that, uh, which is one reason why, you know, that's, we have transportation inequity on the south and west sides. They have mm-hmm. the larger wards, so it's just a lot harder for those aldermen to um, do bike and pedestrian projects, transit projects in their wards which is why we should stop relying on aldermanic menu money to do bike, walk, and transit projects. We should have a dedicated uh, fund for funding those kind of projects. Also, Alderman Matt Martin from the 47th Ward, which is like Lincoln Square and Ravenswood, Mm -hmm. he's called for not having an equal amount of menu money for each ward. 
Um, he, he's pointed that, out that that's not equitable. The geographically larger wards should get more menu money. So that would help with the pothole issue. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and that is John Greenfield, co-editor of Streets Blog Chicago. We're talking about pothole season. Also here is Bouzid Shuban from the National Center for Pavement Preservation. And we're taking your calls, too. Our lines are open at 866-915-WBEZ. Tell us how bad the potholes are right now where you are. Here is Terry in Edgewater. Hey, Terry. Welcome to Reset. Uh, hi. Can the roads be made of different materials and uh, so as to prevent potholes? Good question. Buzid, did you want to weigh in on that? Can Why are roads yeah. made of different materials? Oh, they could be. I mean, they could be made in concrete or asphalt. But, but, but regardless of the material you use, if you don't have a maintenance or preservation program in place, I mean, you cannot, it's unavoidable. I mean, things break, but don't wait until they break to do something about them. I, I think that's the, the paradigm shift in a sense. Instead of waiting and be reactive, be proactive. And that will be cost effective too. I mean, it's going to cost in the long run less money, and you're going to get um, a high return on that investment, so to speak. So, so materials exist, and there is more research to come up with durable material. But regardless of, of that material, if you don't properly maintain it and preserve it, you're going to have those issues. I mean, we are dealing with the cyclic environment and increasing loads and so forth. So, yeah. So we, we need to have those in place. Let's jump back to the phones. Here's Holly in South Shore. Hi, Holly. Hi. I, you know, I quite understand what your earlier commentator was saying about supporting public transit, but the condition of the roads here on the south side is, is totally unacceptable. I've had three tires blown out from the potholes, as well as having the protective uh, sheeting on the undercarriage of my car torn off twice. That's really a couple thousand dollars of damage, and that's partly because I choose to drive a very small sedan. Mm -hmm. But you can't really drive such a car on the roads in this city. Drive down 57th Street in Hyde Park or Marquette in Woodlawn or even 74th Street in South Shore. It's it's like trying to drive a slalom. Mm, Wow. Yeah, and and you've spent quite a bit uh, on damage, Holly. Thanks for for sharing that. I'm I'm so sorry you're having all that trouble. Uh, John, can you speak to that? Holly's kind of making your point there. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about Holly's challenges with that. And like I said, you know, it's, it's much more of an issue on the south and west sides where funding is spread over a wider area. There's more truck traffic. So it, it really is more of a problem in those areas. Um, so I, I empathize with that. Yeah. And you, you've, However, you've talked about, sorry, partic- well, I was going to say, you talked about... Um, participatory budgeting, right? Is that a way that you know city, city residents, residents could maybe have a say in how the infrastructure money gets spent in their world? Yeah, that, that's a trend. I mean, I mean, one, one quick thing I was going to say as to Holly's thing, and then I'll talk about participatory budgeting. So again, it's about priorities. I mean, we can, we can focus our energy on spending lots of money to try to make driving as convenient as possible and Make it, you know. Obviously, people on the south and west sides do have to use their cars more often. They're in, they're in retail deserts. Things are more spread out. So, you know, I don't I don't have a problem with people driving where they need to get to go in those parts of town if there aren't better transit options or 
other things like that. But we really need to focus on making the options better. Yeah. You know, a good example is South is uh, Stony Island Avenue. Um, that's an eight-lane road, eight-lane surface road. And a few years ago, the Chicago Department of Transportation proposed converting two of the lanes of that road to protected bike lanes, which uh, you know would have given people a safe option to get where they need to go without driving. Um, the aldermen at the time, um, Michelle Harris and Leslie Harrison, they blocked that project. And then not long after that, two two men were killed on bikes on Stony Island Avenue in crashes that might have been prevented if there were protected bike lanes. So it's really a matter of priorities. I mean, do we want to obsess about making driving convenient, or do we want to come up with better better options so people don't have to drive everywhere? Right. Um, in terms of the participatory budgeting issue, yeah, that's a really interesting issue. Um, Just got a few seconds here, so if you can kind of give us the, the, the highlights of, of how that would work. Yeah, real real quick. So what that means is... Residents of a ward, including people under 18, get to vote on proposed projects for spending that $1.5 million in infrastructure. So instead of the default just being using all the money to patch roads and fix sidewalks and put in streetlights, uh, you can do more creative things, you know, more productive things, really, like putting in bus lanes, putting in protected bike lanes, uh, putting in pedestrian infrastructure like those bump outs and uh, pedestrian islands. Mm-hmm. So those are ways that you know residents can help weigh in. That, that they don't want to spend all their ward's money just on fixing streets. They want to spend some of that money on projects that will help make it less necessary to drive, so the potholes won't be such a big problem. I see. Well, uh, we'll have to leave it there for now. I know we had a caller on the line that wanted to have us talk about motorcyclists because. Uh, you know, that's obviously uh, very important to discuss when we talk about uh, conditions of roads, but uh, we'll have to leave it there for now. Obviously, this is going to be something to, to keep discussing because these potholes don't seem to be going away anytime soon. We've been talking with John Greenfield, co-editor of Streets Blog Chicago, and Buzid Shuban from the National Center for Pavement Preservation at Michigan State University. Thank you both. And thank you, callers. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.